I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. Josh, we are back. Ooh, it feels good. We are back with Ratatouille. 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 <laughs> it's probably highly offensive. So, I have a question before we get started. In the movie, there are two different kinds of eating palates. So, I want to ask you, are you more like Ratatouille, or like Remy, rather, I always, for some reason, I always thought you that always call the, 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 main the main character Ratatouille, but his name is Remy. Are, is your palate more like Remy and you like gotta have the right design in order to eat something? Or are you more like his brother, Emil, and just like, whatever it is, it's food, give me whatever I need. I'm gonna be honest, today I was working in the yard and I ate a saltine off of the grass. <laughs> so if that tells you anything about me <laughs> so i kind of knew what you were gonna say because just a few minutes ago we were talking about how you would eat taco bell every meal if you every could day. and i would eat mo's every meal of every day so as much as i like i'm like a meal is like oh that's disgusting like i can't i can't talk <laughs> honestly same why don't we go ahead and jump right in to our remember? remember me. Ratatouille. Okay. Okay. Ratatouille is about you'll never guess. A family of rats. Oh, rats, not cars. Rats. rats, 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 rats. So there is a, a group of rats that is living in this old lady's house, and it kind of seems like just a normal pack of rats, but there is one rat, Remy, who is different than most because he likes to eat a more defined palate. He is not just going in, stealing, and eating trash or eating what the heaps that are left he wants only the finest things the finest ingredients and they have to like mix well they have to be cooked well you know and so he is definitely an outcast of this little crew of rats that we see in this house and so he makes his way into this old lady's house almost like every day and he finds this book and this book is called Anyone Can Cook mm. by Gusto. <laughs> I think it's like Auguste Gusto. That's right. And so he finds this book, and there's tons of recipes. There's like a map layout of his, 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 what, what is it? What am I thinking? Kitchen. kitchen, yes. His kitchen. And so this little rat loves, loves, loves to cook. He d decides that that's what he wants to do. Obviously, that doesn't sit well with the rest of his rat family especially his dad and leader of the clan Django and so he decides that he is going to do it anyway and so he goes in and he learns all of this stuff but one day 
He gets caught by the lady. Him and Emil, that's his brother, are in the house, and the lady sees them and gets her shotgun and just starts shooting and shooting and shooting, like, bang, 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 bang. And basically, I, which kind of blows my mind that this lady would, like, shoot up her house. Like, her right. house is destroyed, even if there weren't rats in it because of her shooting. And so she basically does this and shoots out this section of roof, and it falls down, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rats are just just basically fall from this woman's ceiling. I can't even express to you how terrified I would be. I was going to say, in, in what, that, would you do? what would you do? In, in that moment. And so... The family starts running away, obviously, and the lady, I don't even know where she gets this, but she basically comes out with this, like, spray rodent killer is what it yeah, looks like. Poison. Like, poison or whatever. And so the family is obviously running away. Remy decides that he's going to run away, but before he runs away, he has to grab the cookbook. And so he grabs the cookbook. His family has gotten away on this, like, boat thing, and he uses the book to try to get to his family. But the lady comes out with a shotgun and starts shooting at his family again. And... So they get separated. Remy is going all over the place, and he is freaking out because he has just lost his family. And so he is wondering what he's going to do. He, he pops up somewhere, and he doesn't really know where he's at. And then this, like, ghost Gusto, the, the chef from the book, starts talking to him. Uh, and, and tells him that he needs to just follow his heart, follow, follow what he, he thinks is right. And so he does that, and he f kind of follows his nose, follows his nose. Eventually, he ends up, wouldn't you believe it, in Gastos, the most famous eatery in all of Paris. He ends up in Gastos, and he sees all of the chefs working together and, and making this awesome meal. And so he is just admiring watching these people make their food and he is just like almost in hog heaven because he knows that that's what he wanted to do is he wants to be a chef and so all of a sudden he's watching and watching and then there is this red-headed goofball named alfredo linguini <laughs> which is what a hilarious name. name and so he comes in and he wants a job at this place and they eventually tell him that he can be a garbage boy and, and so they need someone to take out the garbage. And so that's happening, and he sees that, that Linguini is just kind of in there. But for some reason, Linguini starts messing up the soup that they have, which doesn't really make sense to me. We'll get to that later, I guess. But it doesn't make sense to me why he's doing this, but he is doing it. And so I think I know why, so we'll cool. get there. Awesome. And so he's messing up the soup, and it's, it's like this crazy thing. And then... Remy is freaking out because he's like, no, he's messing up the soup. He can't do that. And while trying to figure out what Remy is doing, he sees a chance and he falls into the kitchen. And so he's freaking out, running all over the place, running over there, running over there. He gets in the dishes at some point. He, he, he goes under a cart and he, and he uh, gets mistaken for like a pepper shaker or something at one <laughs> yeah. point. And so he is just freaking out. But eventually he gets to the point to where he is trying to make his escape from the kitchen and he sees the soup and he goes, Oh, I'm just gonna just gonna spread some 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 love in there. And so he does that and eventually does some more and does some more and they mistakenly take the soup out into the restaurant and give it to someone. But the news is 
that the soup is awesome because Remy is an amazing cook. But everyone thinks Linguini was the person that made it. And so fast forward to the point to where the main chef finds the rat and asks Linguini to go and take the rat and dispose of the rat. Because if someone saw that Gusto's had a rat in the kitchen, they would be shut down. And so Linguini does that, but he starts talking to the rat because he knows that the rat has put a whole bunch of ingredients in there and made it good. And he starts talking and he figures out that the rat can understand him and the rat can respond, which is, which is crazy. And so he decides that they, they, they kind of get this plan that the rat is going to help Linguini actually become a good chef. And through trial and error and a whole bunch of different things, they figure out the way they want to do that is that Remy is going to be on top of Linguini's head, pull him by strands of hair, and that is going to be able to control him into being a cook. And so time goes on, and all of the chefs in Gusto's kind of, they start, Linguini starts growing on them, and he starts making more and more things, and, and, and Gusto's is starting to get kind of a renown because of Linguini. However, Skinner, the, the main chef for Gusto's at the time, does not like that Linguini is gaining esteem because he knows something that no one else knows. He knows that Linguini is none other than the son of Gusto. And he knows, twist. he knows that if anyone figures this out, the whole Gusto's estate will go to Linguini instead of himself. And so he is trying to figure out and trying to get the truth out of Linguini that, that a rat is controlling him or something like that. And so time goes on, time goes on, and it eventually gets to the point to where... All right, and so it eventually gets to the point to where Remy is looking around in Skinner's office, and he finds the will and... The, the, the certificate of, of figuring out that Linguini is Gusto's son, and he steals it, and he, through a chase, a pretty awesome chase through, <laughs> through Paris of Skinner and the rat, Remy, that they figure out that he gets it to Linguini, and they figure out that he owns Gusto's now, and they fire Skinner, and he doesn't want anything to do with Skinner anymore. And so, while... Skinner is fired. He is still plotting and trying to figure out how he can take down Linguini. And so he calls the health department and says that they have a rat problem. All the while, it is gaining steam and the most renowned food critic, Anton Ego, decides that he is going to re-up his criticness or what do you call it his his critique there we go. <laughs> that's i guess that's a word <laughs> anyway he's going to Review. re try and critique gustos and so he, he says you better be ready while there are some problems with remy and linguini they they basically fight it out and and because remy wants him to say that he's the reason why he is doing that and Linguini wants to just basically say that I can do this myself and all the while so they kind of have it out and Remy invites all of his rat friends to come into the kitchen and while they're in the kitchen Linguini comes back and he sees that there are tons of rats and they're trying to steal food and they just get so upset and so they split and so they are not happy with each other 
And all the while, it is time for Anton Ego to come to the kitchen. And so he's freaking out. He's freaking out because he knows that he can't cook. But he knows that the rat's not coming back. And she's just hoping upon hoping upon hoping. Eventually, Remy does come to his senses and realizes that he needs to go back because he does want to truly cook. And so he comes back. And when he comes back, Linguini's like, all right, I'm tired of all the charades. I'm a terrible cook. The real cook has been this rat the whole time. He tells the people in the fellow, his fellow chefs, all of them leave. Because obviously, why would they stay when they realize a rat has been cooking the food that he has been taking credit? I can't even imagine that situation. And so they're still trying to figure it out. And they're like, well, I guess this is it for us. But then all of Remy's family comes and they're like, no, let us help you. We will, if this is so important to you, we will do this, Remy, and we will make sure this is the best night ever. And so they're like, okay. And so Remy is like telling all the different, the different people of the rats and being like, okay, you go do this, you go do that, I'll go do this, and then you guys to go do this. And, <coughs> and so they all have a job. And, and so they're kind of doing all that. Colette comes back and she is willing to help as well. And so Linguini turns and he's like, I'm not gonna be a chef anymore, but I will be the waiter. And so he goes out on his roller skates, which I think is really funny. <laughs> that that <laughs> he is <laughs> he, he's roller skating through and 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 being that. And Anton Ego says, Bring me whatever the chef wants to bring. And what does Remy decide to bring him? Ratatouille. That's <laughs> exactly. And so he brings out the ratatouille and he gives it to Remy, or, or he gives it to Anton Ego, and Ego takes a bite of it, and he is like transported into his childhood when his mom would make him ratatouille and everything was okay and everything was good and just this man that just seemed like a sour guy just all of a sudden. His whole attitude was lifted, and he was like a new guy because of this meal. And so he wants to meet the chef, and they eventually bring him out, and they show him that Remy, the rat, is a chef. I forgot a piece back in there. The health director guy came, and, and they threw him in the freezer, uh, tied him up and threw him in the freezer. And so eventually they had to let him go, and they shut down Gusto's because there was a rat problem. But... Anton Ego loved the food so much that he decided to pour all of his money into Linguini and Remy and they could start a new restaurant that, that Remy could be the chef of. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Yeah. What you got for us, Josh, in our Remember Me? Yeah, so in our Remember Me, I've got uh, that the film had a budget of 150 million and it grossed 620 million. It's kind of that's kind of like an average jump, yep. I think, but it never ceases to blow my mind that that <laughs> it, so something can money. make like over 400 million dollars on a 2-hour movie. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It won an Academy Award for the best animated feature. The music was composed by It won that year. It won. It's yes, it won. did win. I didn't, I didn't realize that. It was nominated for a few others. I also saw that Disney was kind of hesitant to not to really push it for some of the, some other things that it 
could have been nominated for because they didn't want to take it away because it was kind of a shoe in for getting the best animated feature. Right. Um, they wanted to get like best like story or best like feature film, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't quite a shoe in like it was for the best animated feature. Gotcha. I don't know if if it quite lines up. You know how the DreamWorks has the similar sure. ones. The one that's similar, I don't know if it came out flushed at the same away. time, is flushed away, and it's not even like a competition. It's, no, it's ridiculous. So so it won landslide. Yeah, its music was composed by my favorite, Michael Giacchino. Mm, yeah. Love it. So he good. doesn't win awards like Randy Newman does, but yeah. he's I love his stuff. And then we get into the, the the weirdness of who directed it. So it was officially it says it was written by and directed by Brad Bird. Okay. But the concept began with I think it's pronounced Jan Pinkava. Okay. So Jan worked for Pixar for a long time. Uh, he was kind of like a background person. He directed Jerry's Game and started work on Ratatouille in 2000, but left Pixar in 2005. It's not clear if it if like he quit or was fired. Sure. It seems like it's probably fired. He was replaced with Brad Bird. Got it. So Jan is credited with the original story idea and as a co-director. And when Brad Bird took over, there was a few things that he did differently. Brad Bird changed a couple things in the story. He chose for Gusto to die, which I guess the original story would have included Gusto in the kitchen, hmm. which would have been interesting. That would but be interesting. he had him die and he gave Colette and Skinner much bigger roles. And he just, and he also changed the design of the rat a little bit. Ratatouille has a score of ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It has an audience score of eighty seven percent. It's pretty high. Yeah. It's like certified it fresh. It, it is and the audience score is really high. So that's that was definitely interesting to me. They did some really cool stuff. I was reading a lot of different fun facts about it. They kept a bunch of rats as pets in Pixar, like it to help the animators really understand yeah. the movements and kind of understand how they, they acted. So that was an interesting thing that I was learning about. That is interesting. Do you have anything else that you wanna I add don't think in? So. I think it might just be time. For us to move into making our mark. You've got to earn your mark by doing something big for something bigger than yourself. Someday you'll all make your mark. And I can't wait to see it. All right, Josh, we're in our making our mark. What do you have for general attraction? I have... An eight. Okay. I'm debating about it, but I'm going to stick with eight. That's what I wrote. We're just going to stick with it. Okay. I remember really enjoying this idea as a as a kid, and it, but it didn't really. When I kind of like started getting back into Pixar, it wasn't something that I was like super drawn to rewatch. So I, I think there's some sort of a disconnect. I, I remember liking it a lot as a kid, but there's some sort of disconnect. And my wife and I've, as well as as many others, find the overall idea gross <laughs> yeah so hunter says she's like i don't want to watch it because it's like literally like rats in a kitchen like that's <laughs> gross and even when i was doing some research about it they disney w looked into trying to do some like brand recognition or like connection but no brands wanted to associate with a movie <laughs> with about rat. rats no food brands wanted to associate with a movie about rats so I, I it's there's a weird disconnect there which is intentional it's the situational humor but it's a, it's a weird situational humor to me sure. so that's why it's I was teetering on a seven or eight, but I I generally I actually like it. So even though like, for me, I think I lands more as an eight than a seven. Okay, well you don't have to basic you don't have to defend anything to me because I have it as a five. A five, ouch. And so here's why, I told 
a secret on the end of the last podcast, basically saying that until my most recent rewatch, mm-hmm. I had never watched this movie. Right. The very first time I watched this movie was in 2019, which General Attraction is all about how this movie drawed you in and made you want to watch it. Right. Clearly, I didn't want to watch it because and I never did. Right. And I love Pixar. That's the thing. I'm a Pixar, I, like I love Pixar, but I never watched Ratatouille until 2019. And so, really, nothing about this movie drew me in. And so, there was no general, general attraction. Yeah. And so, I gave it a five. Yeah, I think I told you this too. I remember watching this movie with Josh. That's what she said. A, yeah. a lot. Like we watched it a lot when we were younger. And so that's kind of why I remember. Like I really liked the movie, but I totally get that. All right. Plot. I put a seven. A rat being a cook is pretty funny. The the way this movie kind of goes from him liking Gusto from watching him on the show to being in Gusto's kitchen and being like the Gusto guy. I think that's pretty cool. There's just a lot of weird things that you have to believe about this universe that <laughs> that are sometimes I, hard to believe. I and- totally get that. The 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 thing that kind of I the phrase that I kept holding in my head is like you really have to suspend a, your like your <laughs> belief has to be very suspended at all at times. Yeah. For sure. And and so all that I like the story. I like the plot, but there is just a whole lot of things that you just kinda have to be like eh about and so that's why it, it, it kinda got knocked down to a seven for me. What about you? I so I actually have it as a nine. Okay. I, I really like the story of this. There's a lot of things, actually, that I don't love about this movie, but I actually really like the story. And it, it, it might kind of teeter more towards characters, but the way that Linguini and Remy's, like, their story arcs, the way that they make decisions in the beginning, the middle, the what you think is the end and what's actually the end. Like it's, I, I really like the way it goes. I, I didn't understand kind of why decisions were being made when I watched it when I was younger, but watching it this time, like it made so much more sense. I really liked the, the like internal conflict that they had <clears throat> where Linguini is so, he's so bumbly and then he gets this like, overinflated ego and then he has to like tone it back in and then Remy has his whole like movement I, I I like the way that it goes but I do totally agree with you and understand there's 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 some weird things you really have to like the the things you have to just like buy into for it to make sense like the things that Remy does to make Linguini move like you just gotta buy into that I remember as a kid like pulling on my hair wondering if it would like Ching. pull my arm up and and in general, a lot of the stuff with the rats, you like have to just kind of like it, like be okay with like that's just not the way things are. <laughs> but they want it to feel like real life, so right. it's, there are some weird things. I, I I totally give you that. All right, themes. What you got for themes? You go first. All right, themes. I give it a nine. The core theme, and it literally is written on a book, is that anybody can cook, or yeah, it, to to kind of branch it out farther, anybody can do anything. I really like that, just like putting your your mind to something and like not everyone can cook well, but everybody anybody can cook. Like anybody can, if, if that's something you're passionate about, it doesn't matter if you're good at it. It doesn't matter if you're a rat. It doesn't matter what you are. You can do it. And, and I, I really like that. And so I gave it a nine. Nice. I like it. I, I definitely agree with that. I did give it a seven. Some, a couple things that I wrote down that were, as I was watching it, like quotes that Gusto would say were like, oh yeah, that's like a big thing that they say. So... 
one thing was like if you focus on what you left behind, you'll never be able to see what lies ahead, which is kind of big that they both kind of have to like forget things that were in the past so that way they can go on to better things and they have to like you said like there's a certain level of like moving from what they thought about themselves to what they can be and which is anyone can do whatever anyone right. can cook whatever and i really liked remy's kind of like mindset and his like thing that he kind of tries to push which what he said was i'm tired of taking i want to make things i want to add something to this world yeah, so those good. were two quotes that i thought really kind of like pushed some of the internal themes that they had all right animation what you got i gave it a nine i gave it a nine it's really good. It is. Animation is really good in this movie. It is. The, the way that the characters move, the I mean, the hair is fantastic. Uh, I have my one thing, and I always, it's the one thing that always bothers me. Things I don't like the way that wet light reacts with wet things. It's like they're one thing. like, And it's super, super hard to do. But it's better than it was in The Incredibles. Way, <laughs> way better. Linguini wet is better than Mrs. Incredible and Dash and Violet oh, wet. Oh, yeah. Oh, in the yeah. Incredibles, so big jump. I, I did notice that too because you you kind of put me onto that. So, and did you? I heard something too about the way that they animated that part of the movie where he when he was wet. They literally had somebody get somebody like in the animation studio like dress in the full like mm-hmm. costume of what he would be wearing and jump in a pool pretty much <laughs> and get out so they could see like where the where it, it, it sticks fold, to yeah. where it folds where it sticks where it would be dripping from yeah. and so i thought that was really cool and so the way that things work is really big and i also wrote down about like the hairs on their on their heads are unbelievable so i don't i couldn't find linguinis but i i, I saw that the average person has 110,000 hairs roughly colette has 115,000 hairs uh, and Remy has just over a million hairs. <laughs> like they went all out yeah. to like individual hairs. Yeah. So it's it's definitely really really cool. And this was something that I I remember. This is just super weird. I'm gonna send you this picture just because I want you to see this. It, it's so bad, but this movie was so popular. It sparked a like somebody made a movie that was like super similar to it in like Brazil and even like there was some like low level of like lawsuits ish that kind of came into play because the storyline was so similar this movie is called ratatouing <laughs> rat ratatouing r a t a t o i n g exact look at this picture of what that movie looks like it's <laughs> so bad i don't i don't know what to think about that it's so bad i watched a clip from it too and it's they were like talking about their rat restaurants and it's it is in it's insane and it's so funny but it it, i thought that was so funny the difference in how horrible that (laughs) animation looks and how this movie sparked like almost a recreation but way worse for sure all right voice acting I gave it a seven. Everyone fits pretty well. I I don't really know a lot of the voice actors, if I'm being completely honest. But in the same way that Ellen kind of pulls me out of Nemo at times, being Dory, Patton Oswalt kind of pulls me out of being Remy. Ooh, interesting. I, I know him from a couple of different things. One, he's a comedian, which I heard is why 
he, Brad Bird wanted him to be in there right. because he heard one of his stand-ups about food. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that guy can talk like a rat about food. And so, which is, which is, which is funny. <laughs> that guy, just as a guy talking about food, really reminds me of a rat talking <laughs> right. about food. Right. And he, like I said, he's in a, a few other things that I like. And so, just... He, he, when I hear Remy, I hear Patton, As- Patton Oswald, and so it kind of takes me out. That's times. interesting. So I I gave it an eight for about the same reasons. They all do well. They do a great job, but I don't actually have the same issue. I don't. I don't. I don't know Patton Oswald from a lot of other things. I know he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. I know he's in a couple of things. I don't know them that well. And but I don't hear his voice in other stuff and go, oh, that's Remy. Yeah. So I don't have that connection. Though when I'm watching it, I don't have the same issue that you. It doesn't. It never pulls me out, and I feel like his voice is perfect for it. So I don't have that issue like you did. Okay. Soundtrack. What you got? I gave it a seven. It's it it's good. It I was good. a little worried that since it was Michael Giacchino that you were going to give it higher because <laughs> I gave it a seven too, and I didn't yeah. want to disappoint you. But go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted I, it, you. No, it, it it's good. Like every moment, it fits. It, the music definitely like plays off of the like characters and the being in France. Yeah. But but like you can't listen to it on its own. It That's literally what I, wrote. I said. Not something I'm ever going to go seek out and listen to. But it fits the movie perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree completely. And so there are Pixar soundtracks that I will go and do go and seek out. This isn't one gonna yeah. ever really be one of them. So all right. Characters. I feel like we have differing opinions on this. That, but I don't have a number on my sheet. I think that's a mis- that's a mistake on your part. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I don't is because is it that low? <laughs> no, zero. No, no, no. Uh, the Incredibles got more than that. No, I don't see growth in these characters. The the only character that I really see or I think grows the most is Django, which is Remy's dad. Yeah. Yes. I don't see a lot of growth in Remy, and I don't really see a whole lot of growth in Linguini. I, so but I, I left it blank and didn't want to like just completely give it a bad score because I wanted to hear what so you had to say. So before I tell you my number, I'll just tell you yes, my thing. Yes, yeah, spit it out. Okay, so I actually I like this because Remy and Linguini have – amazing moments of highs and lows and it's not like most movies and i'm going to use cars as the example where they start off like a bad yeah. character mm-hmm. and they have to learn some lessons to be a good character like that's not the case for either of them neither of them are really like that bad of people like they're just kind of they exist but they do have something that they're not very strong in like remy is not very confident for one like he doesn't he is completely unable to stand up to his dad and tell him like how he feels or what he wants and Linguini is similar like he's a bumbling little trash boy who could barely even ask for a job um, much less tell somebody what they should do and and what we see is they kind of grow they both grow together confident working together but then there's like this shaking where they get too big like they grow too much and they get too confident so on one hand Linguini gets this big head where he's like I'm this hot shot and everybody loves my restaurant even though he knows like no one should like I didn't do anything to earn this but he's getting this kind of overinflated ego and he's letting the attention go to his head and Remy has this weird growth where he's like he is both like I'm, I, I am the chef. Like, I am the one that where this is all coming from. But he's also like, I am a rat, 
and I am helping my brother and other rats steal food regularly. So I'm kind of like a I'm living this kind of like double life. A rat. I'm a rat. <laughs> and like and he's also like I'm he's he has this confidence that was built up with Linguini that starts to kind of get dashed because of what he sees how humans because he sees how humans interact with rats. And so there's this weird like tension where they grew together as a unit and then they kind of like split apart and it's like this high and then this low and then it comes back to this new high right at the when they put out the ratatouille for linguini so it's or for ego and so i really love the it's i think it's actually not even like i usually do character development but i think it's the journey that the characters go on together that i actually really loved about this which is funny because that's literally what I Wait, do. you always do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is your score? Nine. You gave it a nine. You I, won't offend me if you do less. <laughs> I'm going to do less. But something you just said kind of did make me feel good because what I like about how they change, I'm not even going to say they grow they because don't. I, they don't. I, I still don't think they grow. No, they don't. But how I think they change is that they go from being put into a situation where they're not where their strengths aren't necessarily at the forefront yeah because remy is obviously the cook but he has to like go through that and then linguini is definitely not the cook but at the end remy is doing what he needs to do and leading a group of chefs and linguini is the goofball that goes around on his skates and and does that well yeah and so kind of where they land which is so funny because that's literally what you do and you did what i do because that they they do not grow but change or 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 at least change what they're doing i guess i'm gonna give it a seven all right i like that so what did you give it for humor i gave it a six this movie isn't that funny to me i gave it a six (laughs) because this movie isn't that funny to me (laughs) I actually, my exact words, I actually didn't find this movie at all funny. <laughs> I think the story is really interesting. It's a very enjoyable movie. Very enjoyable movie. Some of but the, it's not funny. Some like, of you the, don't laugh. Yeah, some of the slapstick that they try with Linguini, it, like... I literally don't the, even the know whole, what you're, I literally can't even think about it because I don't, I didn't find it funny when, at all. When he's pulling his hair and he's like, oh, his, his yeah, arms yeah. are flailing and, and that... There is the one joke where he like flings can the be funny. pancake out of the window. Sure. And so, but I've seen it a million times, so it's not funny anymore. So it, yeah, it's... I get it. It's it isn't. It isn't. I yeah. like. It's in a very enjoyable movie, but it's not a funny movie. And to me, Linguini isn't a likable enough character for me to laugh at him. Yeah, that's fair. And so that that's that's kind of that. What you got for Easter eggs? Also a six. I wasn't like overly impressed with them. There were some fun. They were more fun than in last ones because like in Monsters Inc. I didn't really like love all of the Easter eggs because they're mostly like. Things that like really obscure, but the Easter eggs that I was like catching were actually kind of like fun ones that were like connected to other movies. I give it a nine. Oh wow! Because and and really, I didn't even dig into ones outside of Pixar. There's a lot of just I'm gonna reference something from Pixar in these movies. I really only know like four of them. So you right, might here's have here's what I found: I... Doug, yep. the 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 shadow of Doug, which I thought was gonna be for the like the next movie which is but up is two movies ahead right so that's interesting but i so i wonder if there was some kind of like expectation of up of being next but wally kind of had to get shifted or something like that because there isn't anything for wally i I don't i could find 
who knows? Bon Voyage uh, yep. is being a mime in the back. I thought that was kind of funny. Another thing from The Incredibles is when when Remy first opens his pants for, yep. or, or not Remy, Linguini opens his pants. He's wearing Incredibles boxers. When he when Linguini opens the fridge, the Chinese box oh. is the same from the magic trick or whatever yeah, from it's a bug's the, it's, life and that's actually apparently that's kind of like a pizza planet truck one almost like it's in a lot yeah. of movies and then obviously the pizza planet uh yeah. uh truck is yeah. is in there and so just a lot of cool subtle pixar things and i, I think i didn't that's find a113 cool. i i don't think i looked hard enough for it but i didn't see it this one you I've also it? watched Wally at this point, so I keep thinking about yeah, that one's so super obvious in, in Wally. So I can't, I can't remember. I'm sure yeah. it is, but I, I yeah. can't remember it off the top of my head. So yeah, so oh, you gave it a nine. I did. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it, there were just more fun ones, but I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't like, I didn't catch the Chinese box one either, and so I was like a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah. Compared to some of like the quantity I've seen other ones, though they were more enjoyable. For sure. What did you give it for its ending? I gave it a nine. There's, like I said, there's a lot that you have to kind of, you have to pretend about this universe, <laughs> like we said earlier. And so, like, I don't think it's at all realistic that someone would be okay with the rat cooking their food. But what I liked about this ending, and it made me think about other Pixar movie endings, and I think what Pixar does so well is they take such a low stakes situation and make it the most important thing. <laughs> and and what I mean by that is that Toy Story is all about toys moving. Yeah. Like that's such a mundane thing. Bugs Life is literally about a one singular group of ants eating. <laughs> that's true. Finding Nemo is about two fish staying together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so low stakes, but the way that they kind of make it, or a car winning a race. Like, it's so low stakes. But what's so cool about how they make the ending so important like this is a restaurant trying to get a good grade. And so it, that's such a small thing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, some some of the, the movies, like Monsters, Inc., that's kind of a big deal because that's going to affect the whole entire world. They're going to yeah. pull the screams out of kids or The Incredibles, like, literally is about to explode whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, I about said Monstropolis, but... Uh, a city. A city. Whatever the city is. But here, it's about a restaurant trying to get a good grade and how that that one singular restaurant in Paris how they deal with that. But it seems so high stakes. But when you think about it, it's really not. But the way they craft it, you care about the characters um, and you care about the situation because you do want to know how it ends. And so I think I think they did a pretty good job with it. I, I don't like the ending. Really? I don't. Uh, I give it a seven. So it's not like awful, but like I don't like it very much. So I, I gave it a seven because... I, I totally get that Gusto's would close. That makes perfect sense. But I don't... The second second part of it, like you said, that doesn't make sense, does not even a little bit make sense. Like, the the fact that they would open up another restaurant, you would literally, knit, like, theme it around rats. <laughs> right literally after, call it Ratatouille. Right after... <laughs> with, like, a rat on the sign. Like, right after one... A, uh. a place that this really harsh critic reviewed really well he then goes <laughs> and invests in this new restaurant that's rat themed like yeah no you people would know that that's a rat and like it would get caught like they would get caught like immediately like there's no way it wouldn't or people just wouldn't eat there like yeah. it doesn't make sense so i don't like that ending 
I actually really, 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 really love like the what I said was kind of like almost an ending in like the montage before ego comes in before like I know that that's a big climax climax and that's a big moment for the whole movie but I actually really like almost the feeling of an ending when uh Skinner gets fired and yeah. Linguini starts doing really well like that's a fun almost like an ending but then they have the then they have the actual like climax of the movie and that the way that they resolve it after that I just I just don't like it like I I like the way that the review ended but the after that like I get you got to do something about the fact that you threw a health inspector in the <laughs> in the freezer. Like you you can't have this restaurant almost like I just wish like the like the Skinner coming back and the health inspector coming back. I wish that just didn't happen and that they had just gotten away with him being there and that Linguini had just kept running Gusto's with five stars. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. like I kind of wish that that's just what would have happened because I don't like that it got it just doesn't make sense to me. So that's that's it. All right, Josh. So let's add up our scores. You've been kind of tabulating them as we have went. This Whoa. movie, I did Whoa. not expect that. I'm going to be honest. Whoa. <laughs> we have like the same score. We do. Uh, 75 to 76. So Josh ended up with a 76 and I ended up with a 75. Which I didn't expect. I didn't know how, what I was going to happen going into it. I, was like, I, I thought it might be better. And as I was going through, I'm just like, it's not very good in any of these areas. It's enjoyable, which is what this whole point of this is, is to be like, it's an enjoyable one, but it's not a very yeah. good one. Also, it's funny because it's not a very good one, but it's one of the few ones that actually wins Best Animated Feature. Right, right. <laughs> I don't uh, know. It's just kind of weird. It's it just weird. weird. Too many weird things. Too much suspension of belief at times. So let's see where it stacks up against others. I've got it right here. So our number one is still Toy Story 2, followed by Finding Nemo. Nemo's really close, so only a half point back there. Monsters, Inc. is number three, followed by the original Toy Story. Cars at number five. Incredibles, then Ratatouille, and then we're, we're ending out with, with A Bug's Life so far. And so I think that's a good, respectable spot. What's um, just above Ratatouille again? Uh, the Incredibles. Yeah, so low on the list. It makes me so <laughs> sad every time I realize how low it is. But really, it's not. It's just because it's literally a full eight and a half points higher above than, Ratatouille, than Ratatouille, which is another like seven points high, eight, seven eight points higher. Six than, points, yeah, yeah, six and a half. These will all even out once we we've hit a lot of the top tier movies. I don't I th- even think still, we have. There's still some more. There <laughs> still are more. I, I but don't even also, think we have. We we went through a high slump. We did. Like we did. a high a high moment, and we're I, we're kind of I think we're gonna hit a more of a mid tier. If, if I'm being honest BC though, movies. the next three movies are are some good ones because our next movie, then, three movies are Wally Up and Toy Story Three, and those are A plus movies. But then then Cars but then, too. And then we go through. <laughs> then we go then through we go kind through of a, a lower uh, not so good um, before we get back. So we'll, we we'll get, get to that in the far futures. So Ratatouille. I mean, it, it's it's a movie. It's a Pixar movie, and it's good. It's it's not bad. It's no. not a bad movie by any means. It's low uh, on the list for it, now, but it'll it, it, sit on sit in the middle. And yeah, eventually. the the middle bottom is kind of it's kind of yeah. And so actually, I. I I think it's in a good spot right now. I think it, I think it'll be a good yeah a middle C. That's kind of where we got it. Yep. All right, let's move on to Woody's roundup. Woody's roundup. All right. Who is your favorite character from Ratatouille? I like Colette the most. 
almost. Really? Okay. Yeah. Dude, she is intense. She is. She is accomplished, and she's intensely loyal to Gusto. She is. She believes wholeheartedly that anyone can cook, and and I think that it. The I think that we could go into it like she is like I got here because I am the best cook in here. Like you don't I see a lot it, of yeah. other. Yeah, I earned it in here, and I think that based off of her like her loyalty to that phrase, probably she hung on that as a kid, being like, if anyone can cook, then no one can tell me that I can't cook, right. and so she built from right. that, and then. Even when everyone else fails, even when everybody leaves, she sees the cookbook in the window. Anyone can cook. And she's, you know, she's like, you know what? Even a rat, which is like whatever. <laughs> but she's like – she's loyal to that and she goes back. And so she's she's a great, great intense character. And go Colette for kicking all those guys' butts that probably tried to get in her position in that <laughs> right. in that kitchen. For sure. All right. My favorite character is Gusto. Oh, he's a great, he's a great <laughs> it, one. The the little ghost thing popping up every once in a while and giving him advice is is so funny to me. That's probably the the biggest source of of comedy to me. At, actually, there's a scene too at some point in the movie where the ghost one is talking, but then all of the like cardboard uh, cutouts, cardboard cutout signs are talking to him too about burritos and and, yeah. and whatever corn dogs or whatever whatever else there was, and so he kind of stood out above the rest for me this time. Yeah, he's a fun character for sure, and and, and especially since he's your favorite. Imagine what it would have been like. If Jan had gotten his way and he had been alive, yeah. like he had been a yeah. part of the kitchen, it would have been interesting. Worked, yeah. Skinner would have been significantly, you know, wouldn't have been. I'm just curious how it would have gone. Would he have been a bad guy? Okay, while we're talking about characters, I realize I forgot to do something. John Ratzenberger quiz. Ah, oh, I, <laughs> I almost got out of it. This is a harder one. This is, is a harder it one, is. but I did. I, did I don't get know it. that they ever say his name. I did uh, look it up though. I I know who it is. And in my research later on, I saw his name, but I I already knew who it was from yeah. watching it, which I would have said the waiter. The waiter, yeah. Uh, Mustafa is Mustafa, his yeah. Name. I wanted to say Mustafar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the waiter. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. Um, sorry, I just forgot to do that. All right, least favorite character. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Linguini is my least favorite character. All right. There's nothing really outstanding about him and like i said and this may be one of your 22 so if it is you can tell me to wait when he's pouring that stuff in the soup at the beginning it makes no sense to it's me. not a 22 but i actually do want to talk about it it does it, it does because he spilled like half of it at the, i never understood it before but i i caught it this time he spills like half of the soup he like bumps into it and knocks like half of it out and he's he's trying to top it back off so nobody realizes that he messed that he spilled it. That does so make he, a little bit. So he sense. was the very first thing he did was he just added more water to it and then he just starts throwing other stuff in. That does make So a that's bit why. Sense. That's why he was doing that. He's still just a weird character. He's and, not a good character. He, he, he's not very likable. No. He's he's a bumbling idiot who turns into a way overinflated arrogant <laughs> jerk for no reason who then I don't I actually didn't even realize it until you talked about it. I don't like that he skates around. You don't see skates the whole time. He doesn't talk about having done it in the past. Like, why didn't he just walk? Why didn't he just like run around and walk or hand stuff out? He didn't need to have skates. It was it was so odd. Imagine if you're in a five star restaurant. Like, like yeah. I've never been in a five star no, restaurant. That's like Sonic. Stuff. It is. <laughs> I've never been in a five star restaurant, but I've been in nice restaurants. And if my waiter came out on skates, I'd be like. Why did I wear this button-up shirt? <laughs> right, 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 right. I could be in a t-shirt right now. Mm -hmm. This guy's just playing games. 
So I get that. I don't like Linguini either. I didn't pick him because I have another character that irks me. Irks me so much, he drives uh, me insane. Say out, who? Emil. <laughs> I can't brother? stand really? Emil. Really? He's, he's, he, he's, he's intentionally going to be kind of a dislike character um, because he's like the source of problems happening. There's at least two times where because he's just kind of a dumb goofball, he led. he's the reason that the whole roof fell and right. all the rats lost their home in the first place. And he's also the reason that Linguini realized all the rats were in the kitchen because he was too busy eating grapes. Like he, he's, he's annoying in that sense, like that he's going to cause the problems. But I also really don't like that he's like constantly caught. He's like causes problems and he puts Remy in really hard situations. Like he keeps bringing people to Remy and he's putting Remy in this really tough situation where he has to either like stand up to all these angry, hungry rats or do the thing that he really doesn't want to do that he says from the very beginning, like, I don't want to steal. But he kind of feels like he has no choice and he makes this bad choice to to give it to him. And so Remy makes a lot of the bad choices because Emil puts him in this really uncomfortable position. Makes sense. Just so he can scarf down some trash. <laughs> or not trash. So that's, I don't like Emil very much. All right, that's interesting. All right, those are our favorite and least favorite characters. Let's move on to 22. It is an honor having you prepare 22 for Earth. I'm going to make you wish you never died. All right, 22. I have a question, and then I have what's called a thought journey. So, okay. what do you what do you have? Do you have questions? I have a question, and I don't know if I'd call it a thought journey, <laughs> but I mean it's kind of like a fact. It's like a, it's a movie connection thing. All right, why don't you pick one and you start? All right, Zach, I want you to put yourself in france this is a thought journey you got a journey with me okay. I, need you to think, I need you to be in a spot all right i'm in france i want you to be in france and i want you to be living in the time like you're hearing about this like really nice restaurant it's kind of it's getting really popular and then you find out that the the chef like the chef like the brains behind it was a rat <laughs> assuming that, that that restaurant doesn't get closed down do you go to that restaurant do you go to eat this really delicious food, though it was prepared by a rat? All right. So this is also my thought journey. But I'm going to spit it a different way to okay. see. Because the answer is clearly no. No, it's not. <laughs> I would do it. I would so do it. He sanitized his hands. I would so do it. He does sanitize If I know that it's going to be good, okay. I'll eat it. Sure. <laughs> the answer is clearly Yes. <laughs> can't handle that <laughs> because the answer is clearly no <laughs> zach i ate a saltine off of the ground today <laughs> <laughs> the answer is clearly yes for me <laughs> all right i i think that, What's that your spin? what was your spin i want to hear your spin i was just gonna th- i was just you're gonna just gonna ask, try to make it more positive i was gonna ask <laughs> no i was gonna ask you think of the best meal you've ever had not a saltine off the ground, no. I can tell you that. <laughs> best best meal you've ever had. Just kind of think of one. Okay. All right? It's cooked by a rat. Would you eat it? Yeah. So the answer is yes for you. That, yeah. that was my thought that journey. Was Would you, the answer is still no for you? I, I think, ugh. I've had some pretty good meals. A random meal that I've never had before in France, that, that would definitely be a no. 
Like yeah. straight up, no. I would not travel to France to eat. No, no, rats, I'm saying you just live there. Like you're a part I of still the think society. No. I still think no. If I've never done it before, no. If it's a meal that I just had, kind of like ego, mm-hmm. and it was the best thing I've ever had, and I find it out, maybe, maybe, maybe. If I, I almost you literally would do it for the memes. No, like you would like post it on Instagram, and be like, "Hey guys, I'm eating that rat food." Like, <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Like I would do it almost just to be like. Yo, do you eat that rat food? Because I did. And it was actually really good. Like, I'm like, no joke, it's good. I know you what you're thinking. Like, it was made by a rat, but dude, it was good. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> right, I shocked you there. What's your other 22? All right. Uh, you go first. You go All first. right. I'm going to ask the question, and then we'll talk through some scenarios. Okay. Would you be willing to have a rat control you to do stuff? Huh. Let me give you a scenario to where I almost definitely think you're going to say yes. This rat is weirdly good at playing baseball. You can get signed by the Dodgers if you just have a rat (laughs) in your helmet. (laughs) Can I let anyone know that I have that rat or do I have to keep it a secret? I, I mean... I think I have to keep it a secret. Yeah. Josh, the answer is yes. Yeah, I do. If you would eat yeah. after a rat, you would have a rat yeah. in your helmet. So dude, you I'm can... just thinking how weird it would be. Like, yes, but then I, then I just got stuck in the thought process of, like, having some, a rat tugging on my hair. Be so okay, strange. let me take it a step further. Because obviously, they, like, if you could get paid millions of dollars to play a baseball, like, obviously you're going to do that. Yeah. What's the smallest thing? That you would, and you would get some popularity from it. So it's gonna be something that I can't do on my own. Right. Mm-hmm. So all right, let's see. It's gotta be something athletic. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'd say like if it, if I if like I could have like a rat tugging on my hair to make me like good at skateboarding. Literally just to go to like <laughs> skate parks around here. Like literally Tony Park. T- Tony Park. Tony Hawk. Yeah, the, like just a, no, the rat. No, literally, yeah. Like, but if it just made like I wouldn't even like go pro, like just so I could like just be good at it around here, just for right. it to be like a hobby I could do. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Yeah, I okay. do. Would you? I I think not not skateboarding, just because that's not my no. Role but like, thing, what, but what would your lowest be? Playing an instrument. Ah. It's it's like if I could play the drums or if I could play guitar or something like that, then yeah, yeah, I would. I would I, Every time you, I every time you, play, actually, you have to have a big I actually hat on. don't know, man. Having a rat in your hat, that would be something. You don't have to do it all the time. Like, would you do it to be able to do it once? Sure. Yeah. Sure. That'd be sure, sure. That'd be super weird. <laughs> all right, I got a, I got a thought journey for you. Okay. I don't think you're gonna like it, but I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> I think, I think this movie takes place around the 1930s. Okay, and here's why. Because I want to do. I, I like to try to connect things. I like to use the Easter eggs for things that they didn't mean for you to use the Easter eggs for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't dive super, super deep into this, but I, I went a little bit into it. So it goes into up. So Doug, the shadow of Doug, is yeah. a, an Easter egg in this movie. So I like to think Doug was there. To do this, I also have to believe that Doug just kind of can live to be super, super, super old. But we're just going to say <laughs> that Doug can live to be super, super, super sure, old. Sure. And it's fine. Like, whatever. The Doug can talk, so it's not too <laughs> weird to think that he might be super old. So I, I think I think Carl Muntz... Carl, Carl Muntz? So Charles Muntz. Charles Muntz 
is in France at this time. And I think it, that this movie takes place right around the time that he's being disgraced. Because it's like 1930s, it's like around the time when that movie was being watched by young Carl. And I think that he's in France, it's right around the time that he's getting disgraced. And I think that in Up, when he like sails off to go try to reclaim his thing, he's doing it from like from France in general because in the video too they also like bon voyage Charles Muntz and so I think that this is like right around the time when he gets disgraced alright no (laughs) and one big reason why why maybe let me just throw a wrench in your plan okay in The Incredibles the main movie is set in the 60s okay like the the yep, which is of both of them about the sixties or right around the same time. All right. When you see Bomb Voyage, that's way earlier. Mm-hmm. That works perfectly fine. Bomb Voyage would be just a so that's so, like an alter ego versus no, no, no. a former. So sixties. Oh, you okay. see Bomb Voyage in the thirties, not in the sixties. How old? So sixties is the main movies. How long are they? How long is that after the the opening when they get married? How long were they married? See, that's a good question because how old do you think Buddy is at the end of the movie? That's the real question. Buddy, they don't what, say. Do they? 10? I think it says. I think they say how long it's been. I think there's like a pan down might, in the movie. I don't remember what it is. But either way, so let's assume it's the '60s and it can't be more than 20 years. Like yeah. it can't. They're not married more than 20 years right. with. So probably 20 years. So 40s. Bon Voyage potentially could was, just be a street mime before he turns into Bon Voyage or 10 maybe years it, ago. I mean, maybe it was it's part of time. what he does. Maybe he's also, like, that's just part of, he hides in plain sight. <laughs> so maybe he's, and, and maybe he is wanted there and he has to flee to America. Sure. To, so, I mean, it kind of, it doesn't, doesn't tear into it, but it does connect it to the Incredibles <laughs> and almost kind of works. Yeah. Almost. Interesting. <laughs> interesting, interesting. All right, let's move on to our core memory. But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. I kind of hinted at what my core memory is already. So I'll just go ahead and get it out there, and then I'll let you say it. So my core memory is the montage scene between Linguini taking over the kitchen and Ego coming in telling him he's going to review him. Like when they fire Skinner and things are going well and like the papers are like coming out and him and Remy are like really meshing. It's that like the first high before they hit their low and then have to kind of like rebuild again. That's like my happy moment. Like I enjoy that part the most. This was the hardest core memory for me to pick. It was hard. Yeah. I think it comes down to this. I just don't care about this movie. <laughs> And, and I know that's like controversial and bad because we have a Pixar podcast, and but this movie is just a miss for me. Yeah. It just is. I care more about a bug's life, and you know I didn't care about those ants. I literally said that back then. I I just I can't shake the fact that I don't care about Remy. I don't care about Linguini, or really anything in between. And so that being said, I am going to pick a core memory. I just. I think I just needed to say that because, like, what's so funny is that when I met Carly, obviously I'm a big Pixar guy, so I want to watch all the Pixar movies with her. She hadn't seen hardly any, but her favorite is Ratatouille. Yeah. 
that's like the one I hadn't seen. And so it's just so funny. She's actually going to be the interview. In a, so next Friday, Saturday, look out for that interview. She's going to be awesome on it. But it's just so funny to me that, that while that's her favorite, I just don't care about it. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting how Pixar movies kind of hit people. And this one just never hit me. But that, like I said, that being said, my core memory is the scene when Colette is teaching Linguini about the kitchen. I do like Colette. She, she's definitely one of the best characters in the movie for me. And so to see, like you said, her knowing everything about the kitchen, her working so hard, and finally seeing somebody that she wants to share that with and seeing her share the secrets about not getting her his his arms dirty or, yeah. or whatever the, the secrets and stuff were. And so that would definitely be my favorite. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. So, all right, man. That's that's no video game stuff for this I was, one. Actually, I don't know. I'm gonna there look is, it up. There is a video game. I saw it when I was kind of doing some of the research. I don't know anything about it. Never played I don't it. So, but I wasn't sure if it was something that ever connected to you. Nope, I never played the game, or I never watched the movie, so I never played. Yeah, the you game. never cared about that game. So, let's see. Similar to the plot, the game starts in a farm setting. Remy goes off with his brother to retrieve apple cores for his father. Oh, weird. Yeah. I do remember also when I was doing some of the research that Pixar just is so good at paying attention to details that like one chef was said that like they were watching and like they were like it's it's crazy how well they nail like the kitchen. They're like yeah. even down to like the people who are working near the stoves have like slight burn marks on their wrists that are just like part of it's just like yeah. scars that would always be there for anybody who actually works in that position. Mm -hmm. Like down to that little Minute of detail, details. I yeah. just love that they are that thorough. Yeah, for sure. All right. I think that is everything for Ratatouille. I believe so. All right. Ratatouille is now almost behind us. Like I said, we will have that interview podcast yep. coming up um, with Carly, my wife. And But as far as you and I, Josh, go, what is up next? Wally. Wally. Wally, yes. I'm really excited about Wally. There are a bunch of opinions about Wally out there in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I... Some positive, some negative, and like I hear a lot of them all the time, and so it's kind of funny. I'm trying to remember. I think I like it more than most people around me, but I don't really like it that much. From what I remember, I haven't so, yeah, rewatched, so we'll it's, see. It's it's definitely going to be an interesting conversation, and to spoil the interview for that movie that I have set up, yeah. I'm going to talk to someone that it is their number one Pixar movie, like Ooh, top of the list, exciting. so I'm excited to, to see that. And so over the next few weeks, um, we're going to be... Getting back into doing the interview podcast, we had kind of a few week break from that between Craziness. A, new, a new baby, settling into a new job for me, and then Josh and his wife got to go to Mexico for, yep. for their anniversary, which is awesome, and so we are now back in the swing of it. I'm glad we didn't miss any weeks as far as the main podcast, but we did have to miss a few interviews, but what I thought was interesting is that it was The Incredibles and Cars, both of which have sequels, and so we can maybe kind of go back with whoever yeah. we interview to, to, to talk through those at some point, too, and so we are... In some ways, just getting started. Some ways in the middle, but in a lot of ways, we have a long way to go as well. Yeah, and so, crazy. yeah. Well, actually, come to think about it, if we're going to be done in December, we're almost halfway done. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy that, that crazy. we've made it this far. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it. All right, man. We are done with Ratatouille. See you guys. Peace. 
Oh, before we go, you can find us on all social media That's platforms. Right. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Lamp Stomp. And you can email us at lampstomp at gmail.com. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch you that time didn't anyway. Skip a beat. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready for you. And also, if you guys do not mind, please, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please go and give us a five-star rating or a review. That goes a super long way in kind of helping us grow on the chart so that more and more people can listen to us. I actually typed in Pixar the other day, and guess what number we were, Josh? Are we number three? Two. We're number two. We're number two. Woo! <laughs> and so, we're going places. That, that, that will be really cool. When people seek out Pixar, they might find Josh and I. And Watch out, cool. number so. one. We're coming for <laughs> we're you. We're coming for you. Well, whoever you are, you're gone. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace out, guys. See you next time.